Welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. Here are your hosts, Casey Woolley and Matthew Brown. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. As you all know, my name is Casey. And my name is Matt. We are excited to welcome you into yet another top 10 countdown. We had, Matt, such a tremendous response when we did our top 10 Disney songs that uh, we were trying to think about a way how could we do that again and kind of repeat some of that same um, excitement and our friend Amy friend of the pod she uh, said to me you've got to do a top 10 Disney villains song countdown because none of the villain songs made the list and I thought about it and she's right none of the villain songs made the list that's crazy to think about with how many good villain songs are out there that not one of them made, I mean, it, it, our top 10 list. But I think that also speaks to how how good other songs are in Disney. Yeah, well, just songs in general, how good they are. Uh, and I agree with you. I just, you know, there's so much out there that it's really hard to narrow it down. So, and given that we're right in the middle of the Halloween season, and this is technically our last podcast before we start the Infinity Saga series tomorrow, uh, which is totally exciting. Uh, we thought we would uh, send it off with a bang on things at Disney until the Infinity Saga series uh, comes to a conclusion uh, next month. So, um, I'm excited. How about you? I am very excited. I'm excited for this podcast. I'm excited for the Infinity Saga series and post-Infinity Saga series. I'm really excited about the episodes that we've got coming. So we've got lots of content coming out. Subscribe to the podcast. Tell your friends about it. we got something for everyone here on this podcast. Every Disney fan. Yeah, and don't forget that we also have that contest going right now. If you rate and review us uh, on any of the podcast platforms and you take a picture of it and put it on the social media account or just email it to us, which we'll give you all that information at the end of the show, and you take a picture of it, we will put you into a drawing for one of 10 Bluetooth wireless uh, speakers that we're giving away that have the Beers and Hears logo on it. So it's just a great way to keep the, the knowledge about the show going on. Okay, Matt, um, we are going to get started. Um, I, I think going in reverse order is what we've traditionally done. So going from number 10 to number one, if, there, if you're okay with that. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's the way to do it. All right. Um, I'm going to start this one. Is that okay? Go for it. All right. I just, I was like, I, I usually give it that honor to you, but I was like, I, I want to start this one. So, okay. I, it's funny because I did have a little bit of difficulty coming up with a full list of 10. Now, granted, I do have a couple more honorable mentions at the end, but for a while there, I, I did, because not every Disney movie has villain songs. Unlike most Disney movies that at least have at least one song, not every Disney movie has a villain song. So I did have to kind of play around with this a little bit. I don't know about you, but the first one that I came up with is from one of the original animated classics, Pinocchio, and it is High Diddly D. Yes, that was on my honorable mentions, but that okay. was in like, you know, I, I had my main ones, which I'm sure any listener out there can guess that were like, these have to go in. And then I had a, a, about like three to seven of them to fill in three spots. And Hi Diddly D was one of them. I was like, ooh, do I put this one in? To the theater, Hi Diddly D, an actor's life for me. A high silk hat and a silver cane, a watch of gold with a diamond chain, Hi Diddly Day. I think part of the reason why I picked that one is because, again, working at the Disney store, the Halloween mix always has that one on it. And back when Pinocchio got released for like 
four months straight that was like one of the songs that played like every 30 minutes and um it just is in my head and is it really a villain song maybe not i mean it's not villain in the traditional sense but yeah he he's a he's a pretty bad guy and yeah it, it it definitely makes sense to be on this list so it's definitely not a top one but it definitely is in the top 10 in my book it's a really catchy song like i'm gonna sing it again hi diddly dee an actor's life for me and um i uh, you're probably gonna be singing that for the rest of the day uh and if you want to know our thoughts on pinocchio that was the second show we ever did on this podcast so definitely go back and check that out all right what's your number 10 my number 10, um, uh, as usual, I usually start my number 10 off with movies and songs I have a soft spot for. So I have Mad Madam Mim on <laughs> my, my number 10. But it's only skin deep for Zim Zabarin. Zim! I'm an ugly old freak! The magnificent, marvelous, mad, 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 Madam Mim! Amy um, is going to love you for that, by the way. She she was she was campaigning to get that one in the show. And I listened to what she sent me. And I'm like, I don't even hear a song here, but I guess it's kind of goes in and out a little bit. So yeah. It, it does go in and out, which I don't always love in songs, but it, it's the whole like I have a soft spot for Sword in the Stone. I, I think that's just a really fun movie. And I think that Mad that Madame Mim herself is an underrated villain. She's kind of this like wacky witch character that can transform into animals and uh, she's she's a really fun villain that I think deserves to be on this list. So maybe the song is a little bit of a stretch, but I'm maybe trying to shoehorn a Madame Mim uh, uh, call out on this podcast. I, I, I have still never seen Sword in the Stone, so I don't know. Oh, man. Yeah, this is going to be one of the ones we're probably going to have to review because I know Amy loves it. I know you love it. I don't know anything about it. I know there's a character named Merlin. That's it. Uh, so that's all I know. And now Mad Madam Mim. Um, is this the one with Pete's Dragon in it? No, Pete's Dragon is Pete's Dragon. Oh, so different movie altogether. See, I, I, yeah. I, I, put, I put dragons and Merlin together. So, yeah. Okay, what's your number nine? My number nine is another kind of oddball one, but uh, it is the Headless Horseman song from The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Ooh, that is kind of uh, uh, an oddball one. Okay, I've not heard this one. So the wonderful thing about this whole segment, so, you know, obviously Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad are two separate, uh, it's two movies in one, so it's uh, Ichabod and the Legend of Sleepy Hollow, and then Mr. Toad and uh, the the Wind in the Willows, I believe is what it called. Anyway, um, so the the Headless Horseman, the Sleepy Hollow section, Bing Crosby does the whole thing. He narrates it, he voices the characters, all of it. So this song is sung by Bing Crosby. And so it's that really great 50s feel. You know, this movie came out, I believe, in 48 or 49. So it's got that great 50s feel with Bing Crosby singing. It's a a good song. I would call that my one of my grandma woolly songs there are she she she, you know she was all about that era of bing crosby and you know frank sinatra and and you know burl lives and stuff you know her christmas felt like it was something straight out of the 1940s so that's what this kind of sounds like to me so i have to check that out i'm looking forward to to hearing it in the podcast which is probably going to sound right about now the one that's cursed is the headless horseman he's the worst that's why he's a man on halloween night when he goes the jogging across the land, holding noggin in his hand. Demons take one look and groan, and they hit the road for parts unknown. 
So, <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. My number nine, we are going to the jungle and we're going to talk to Mr. King Louie because I want to be like you. Oh, yes. Got to put King Louie in there. And I got to give some mad props to my guy, Christopher Walken, who wants a little more cowbell from the live action version, too. So I think both the animated version, live action version, both are phenomenal versions of that song. And I know we don't really think of King Louis as like the premier villain of that movie, but he definitely is um, definitely on the list. Ah, I, I missed that one. Because I think part of it is you don't think of that as a villain song, but you're right that he is a antagonist. Um, I mean, most definitely. Uh, I did have Trust in Me in my honorable mentions, that Ka sings. Ah, um, I like that one. That's one of my favorites, too. Yeah, that was in my honorable mentions. But uh, yeah, the, the Wannabe Like You had totally escaped any of my list. It's not even on my honorable mentions. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, there we go. Well, I'm glad I got it on there. Good song. Good song. Love that song. My number eight is, I, I called it Dig, but it actually goes by Mine, Mine, Mine in Pocahontas. And Dig! And Dig! And Dig! And it's and this is when they're digging for the gold. And, and honestly, I don't even... I, I can't even say that I know it from the movie. I know it from Fantasmic. That like that's that's how I know this song. I mean, I know it's in the movie, but I, I know that part in the movie so well when they do the whole Pocahontas scene. And I just feel like this is a huge top ten uh, villain song in my book. Yeah, so I have this a little bit higher. I have this as number five on my Ooh, list. Actually. Okay, all right, and all right. Let me say this: Pocahontas is a movie. I'm not really that much of a fan of but what i love about this move this movie this song is that the double meaning of mine 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 where they're mining for gold or digging for gold and then it's also mine and i i the song is really catchy i um this is a really dumb reason to like it but the song is in my vocal range so i can sing it pretty well and so i yeah I, I i think this is a really underrated song from that movie because you know you get colors of the wind is the one that kind of gets the the spotlight of that one but you've got this really great villain song sitting over here absolutely all right what is your number eight we are going to Halloween Town, and I have Oogie Boogie Song uh, as my number eight. Nice. Uh, I, I have that as my number seven, so we're not too far ah, apart on that one. Yeah. I love that it's sung by um, a jazz musician. Like he, He's the one that, that voices the character. The name is escaping me at this point. But uh, So I think that that adds some really good flavor to that song. Um, and uh, uh, Kenneth Page, Ken Page. Ah, thank you, thank you. You're joking. You're joking. I can't believe my eyes. You're joking me. You gotta be. This can't be the right guy. He's ancient. He's ugly. I don't know which is worse. I might just split a seam now if I don't. Um, okay. Yeah, so uh, you had it uh, just one one click higher at number seven? I did. And you know what? Here's the thing. 
one of the ways that I judge songs and their effectiveness, and you've heard me say this last time, and really just any of our top tens, is is how well do they resonate, not just in the original movie, but throughout Disney fandom. You know, Nightmare Before Christmas is one of those cult classics that's become not just a cult classic, it's become quite a popular following. It's merchandised up the wazoo. We've talked about that on several occasions. But Oogie Boogie and Nightmare Before Christmas have a huge influence this time of year in the parks uh for a while there oogie boogie played a huge part in the hollow wishes fireworks show at the end of the night at magic kingdom uh he was the one he would come on board after um I, jafard gave his fireworks show and he'd go uh you call that magic let me show you what magic move over old boy let me show you how to get really done and he would start the fireworks show and it'd be this huge thing and that's how the show would end with that song so I definitely feel that that song uh, wins a place on this list. And I think, you know, eight, seven, that's about appropriate compared to whatever else I got on this list. All right. Where are we at now? Uh, we're at your number seven. My number seven. I have friends on the other side. Ah, man, that's high up. That's crazy. I have that on my list, too. I have it at number four, though. So I have it ranked a little bit lower, and it's for this reason. The beginning of this song, I really like the sit down at my table, put your mind at ease, like that that whole part of it. And then it it gets a little bit dry for me when he goes into more like this storytelling, like the you young man are from across the sea. Oh, I love that. I love I think that's what makes it so compelling is it's not just a song. It's a song and it, it, it moves the narrative along. Well, I don't mind a song that moves the narrative along, but from a melodic standpoint, it's like the first part of it, I can like dance and 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 move around a little bit. And then when he starts like storytelling, like I almost wish he would just tell the story at that point. But I, I don't know. I just like I, I, I want when I when I'm don't listening to a song, I want it to be something I can jam to a little bit more. But I mean, again, with the, the ones that are up on my list, it, I, I had to start splitting hairs somewhere. <laughs> That's an echo, gentlemen. Just a little something we have here in Louisiana. A little parlor tricks, don't worry. Sit down at my table. Put your minds at ease. If you relax, it will enable me to do anything I please. No, I get it. I get it. Now, I think this is actually worth a good point uh, to bring up. We put a poll in the field today asking folks um, what their thoughts are on some of the songs that are out there. And three that we've listed so far did get votes in this poll. Uh, Mad Madam Mim, which was the one that you first listed, got one vote by the aforementioned Amy, uh, friend of the pod. Oogie Boogie Man, uh, Oogie Boogie. Uh, got one vote uh, from Dave Klozik, who's one of our listeners. And then Friends on the Other Side currently has two votes. Uh, one from, I would call our social media master, uh, Eric Browd. And then the other one um, from one of our listeners, Ali Denunzio uh, from uh, Pennsylvania. So uh, we got two votes for Friends on the Other Side. So sounds like maybe I'm in the minority and having a little bit closer to the top, but it is a good song. And I agree with you. You got to split hairs at some point. Yeah, well, and that poll has been up for, what, like six hours? hours. Yeah, four or five hours at most, yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay, so we already know my number seven because it was Oogie Boogie. Um, My number six is one that's actually um, newer on this list, and that is Shiny by Tamatoa. 
totally revise my list. <laughs> I totally forgot about that song. Uh, oh. I did. I did too. Until probably about five minutes into this podcast, when suddenly it came to me, and I was like. Oh, I got to put him on the list. And I had to knock somebody off. Uh, I will tell you who I knocked off in just a minute. But uh, yeah, I had to knock it off because that song to me is by far one of the best Disney villain songs. I think the reason why I had such a hard time thinking about it is because, frankly, there's just so many other classic ones that that one's just so fresh. I didn't even think about it. I can't. I'm too shiny. Watch me dazzle like a diamond in the rough. My stuff, my stuff is so shiny. Send your armies, but they'll never be enough. My shell's too tough. My women. And again, Tamatoa is not the official villain of Moana. He's kind of a side character, right? But that song, uh, and, and Jermaine, I think it's Jermaine Clemente who sings it, yeah. um, is is so good. And if you have the Moana soundtrack, um, I'll probably add that in here. Um, if you have the Moana soundtrack, there is a, um, a demo that Lin-Manuel Miranda does of the song on the soundtrack of him singing it. And it lets you in a little bit on of what they were originally going to do with the storyline. Like originally it wasn't going to be Moana's grandmother who told her to listen to her heart. It was going to be her father. And that's captured in the demo. So yeah, I love that song so much. Did your daddy say to listen to your heart? Be who you are on the inside. I need three words to tear his argument apart. Your daddy lied. I'd rather be shiny. Like a treasure from a sunken pirate wreck. Scrub the deck and make it look shiny. All right, Bing Crosby, you're out. Shiny's in. <laughs> um, okay, so that brings me down to, um, well, you got to do your number six, right? Cause, cause yeah, I, I, number one. So what's your number six? My number six is Mother Knows Best from Rapunzel. Hey everyone, future Matt Brown here inserting into this episode. Uh, Past Matthew Brown had this one wrong. Uh, The movie is not Rapunzel, it is Tangled. Uh, uh, Future Matthew apologizes for uh, Past Matthew's faux pas there. All right, back to the episode. Interesting choice. All right, all right. So what I like about this one is that it's not your traditional type of villain song where she's not singing about doing villainy. We, we are aware that she is the villain. We, we know this from the narrative story. Now, Rapunzel does not, but, uh, but we do. But, you know, she's singing about how, oh, the world's a dangerous place and there's all these diseases. And, and I, the, the, how she hams up the dangers of the world are really fantastic. Something will go wrong, I swear. Ruffians, thugs, poison ivy, quicksand, cannibals and snakes, the plague. Yes, also. But I have to insert this here. You know, you, you, you mentioned Shiny, and now that adds to my list. But I was thinking about, like, okay, what were the what are the villain songs that have been released recently? And there really aren't any. Well, Friends on the Other Side would be the, the most recent. That well, movie's 11 years old. Yeah, and I've got one on my honorable mention list that made the villains list. And, I don't, and if this is on your list right now, I apologize. But Love is an Open Door is technically a villain song, too. Yeah, I mean, but that that to me, yeah, it is not. I think because we don't know Han is the villain at that point, I have a hard time categorizing that as a villain song. That's fair. That's fair. I'm just saying it is 
technically considered one if you look at some list out there when i was looking around but no i agree with you there's not a lot of villain songs recently but this goes back to something maybe a little bit more fundamental I mean, well moana shiny obviously but uh, fundamental to what you were talking about uh, on several episodes in the past which is uh, more recent disney movies haven't really had a true mm, villain to them you know like it's been more about finding yourself and overcoming adversity and all these things so i think that could be part of it i actually have a fun story to, t- uh, to tell about uh mother knows best because again i don't have it on my list so i heard the song before i ever saw the movie so i heard the song at the disney store and, and, and mind you, this was my first year at the Disney store. This was going back in 20,000 to 20,000, 2014. And I remember hearing it. It was, um, I think it was right around Halloween time. So that makes sense. Um, and I'm folding t-shirts at the Disney store at the outlet in Aurora. And I'm listening to the song and I'm having a really hard time understanding why this song is on part of the villain soundtrack. Like, why is it a bad song? Because I'm just listening to it i didn't know anything about the plot line and this goes to the point that you just made the song itself is not bad and so i brought that up to my assistant manager at the time danny and i I said danny i don't understand i actually kind of feel bad for the mom here like she she she, she's just trying to protect her daughter and you know mom knows best and just remember that i love you and danny goes casey have you never watched it and i said no she goes next time you watch the song next time you watch this watch what happens when she says i love you most i said okay so i watched it she is talking not to rapunzel she is talking to rapunzel's hair when she yep. says i love you most and it completely changed my world after that so uh yeah that just goes to show you the power of the song if you don't know the plot <laughs> yeah absolutely and, and and you you point out exactly what i love about that song is throughout the song she is like caressing the hair and i mean it, it's all about the hair in that song and it, it, it it's it, it's it's i really like the song it, it's very fun all right what's your number five sir my number five was mine 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 uh okay from Pokemon. all right all right so we're there so i got that one so my number five i'm venturing away from the animated movies and going over to a movie that uh we uh, just got done discussing actually i think it was probably the last episode And that is, I put a spell on you from Hocus Pocus. I figured that was going to make your list. So I, I, I didn't have it on mine. I stuck more to like the animated okay. uh, right. realm. But I, uh, There's no discounting how important that song has been to the history of Disney villain songs. Like it is, you know, people don't think of it maybe as a traditional Disney villain song, but the Sanderson sisters are true villains. They are evil as can be. And I'm telling you right now that that had to make the list. So real quick, I do want to add a mother's knows best did get one vote on the poll so far. And that was from Aaron Pasevic who lives right here in Illinois. All right. My number four was friends on the other side. So we've already covered that. What was your number four? My number four is the Prince Ali reprise sung by Jafar. That is my number three. So way to go. Yes. 
His personality flaws give me adequate cause to send him packing on a one-way trip so his prospects take a terminal dip. His assets frozen. The venue chosen is the ends of the earth. So I, what I have to say, this song, I was going to originally kind of put it, you know, down lower because it's such a short song. Like Jafar really doesn't sing a full song, no. but, but that then turned it. I, I, I turned my argument around on myself because I went, but he does so much with such little bit of time that it, this has to be higher up. It's so like what he does with that little bit is so good. Yeah. Absolutely. That 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 song, in my opinion, is what makes Jafar in the movie. And that song not being present in the live action is what ruined Jafar for me. If they would have had a reprise of of Prince Ali and that Jafar in the live action, it would have gone a long way to make that Jafar appear a lot more like the Jafar that I wanted to see. Uh, so I agree with you that that song is so instrumental. It's just that maniacal laugh when he yeah him away to the desert and and he's just laughing. I mean that oh my good I think I think I used that song when we talked about our top ten Disney villains as the intro to the villains. So yeah that that is uh, absolutely on my list. So what was your number three? Because my number three was Prince Ali reprise. My number three is Gaston from Beauty right. and the Beast. So I don't have Gaston was the one who got knocked off of my list to make room for Shiny. Uh, I'll allow it because okay. Shiny is a great song. <laughs> Just so we, everyone knows, Gaston uh, has three votes in our poll. Brittany from uh, Cincinnati, uh, Lori uh, from, I doesn't say where, but Lori Smith and uh, April from Chicago, Illinois, um, all voted for Gaston on this one. And I have to say that the other poll that we put out for our Beauty and the Beast episode, I we put out on Facebook and on, on Instagram. Yeah. And it does seem like more people prefer the animated one than the live action one. I haven't checked yeah. in in a couple of days, but that, that seemed to be the consensus amongst fans. So, hey, thanks, everyone, for answering those polls. It's it's fun to engage with you in that way. And here, yeah, it was almost like, a, like literally two to one. So there were 16 votes for animated Kassan, seven votes for live action version. So I am definitely uh, outnumbered on that one. <laughs> well, and it was, it was even more of a swing on Instagram. It was like 89% or something ah, like that. Okay. So, um, so again, thank you everyone for engaging with that. We love doing those polls that and engaging with you all. So yeah. So the, the song Gaston is, is, is a really fun, I, it almost, I, I, I prefer LeFou singing in that one. I, I think he's, a, he, that's where he really shines as a character in this song. And even then when it reprises where the, the line where it's, uh, oh, I, I can't sing as deep as Gaston. So as, as great as mine, mine, mine is the range, Gaston is not in my range. But he, you know, <laughs> LeFou, I'm afraid I've been thinking and a dangerous pastime, I know. <laughs> Lafu, I'm afraid I've been thinking. A dangerous pastime? I know. But that wacky old coot is Bell's father, and his sanity's only so-so. Now the wheels in my head have been turning since I looked at that loony old man. See, I promised myself I'd be married to Bell, and right now I'm evolving a plan.
No, it is definitely a good song, and I had it on my list. I mean, let, let, I, again, not to, to, you know, it was there, but as soon as I, again, as we got moving along on this podcast, I was like, oh, my God, how did I forget Shiny? No! So it got it got bumped off um, because I feel the other ones are more important. So, um, okay, uh, my number two. We probably um, have the same two ones. I'm sure we do, and I, I think they uh, mash right up to the poll as well. Uh, with 14 votes in the poll, so number two on the poll, number two on my list, is the song that I have already said that I would sing if I was to ever do a drag act, if I was to be a drag queen, and that is Poor Unfortunate Souls by Ursula. And I think we really did a great job detailing in the Villains episode why Ursula, I think she got the number two spot, if I'm not mistaken, why she is who she is, um, the the amount that Pat Carroll, who uh, voiced her, who she's modeled after, the, the drag queen divine, the way the story and the, the song moves the plot line along. You just, she's a villain you love to hate, and that song makes that character. Come on, you That song is, again, I think it's so overshadowed because you've got Part of Your World, which is an iconic song. You've got Under the Sea, which uh, uh, won an Oscar. Uh, you've got... You've got even Kiss the Girl gets some gets some love amongst fans, and I, I think this song sometimes just doesn't get as much of the spotlight, not unless you listen to Disney Store DVDs for six <laughs> months. But this one, anytime it came out, it was just it's so much fun because it is the grandiose, over the top. Uh, uh, she's she's making a sales pitch, and that's what I love about it. She's she's trying to sell this to her, and and I, I love it. I, I I love everything about this, and with that big deep booming voice it just it's such you can you can you can close your eyes and listen to the song which is virtually what you have to do with this podcast you you basically aren't seeing anything on the screen you can do that with this song and know and feel exactly what she's doing with her body that's how good this song is and again we got 14 votes uh joseph navalis april hammond hope and stag uh drana skeggs cabtree amy birchman linda kozak Michael Abraham, Ali Barker, Melissa Chesney, Jess Robinson, Amy Still, uh, Stilger, uh, Amber Zayas, Lori Smith, Greg Robinson, and Jared Van Kirk all uh, voted for this song. Um, I think that you are correct that um, our number one pick is going to be the same. Um, I will let you do the honor, sir. My number one pick is Be Prepared from The Lion King. Yes, sir, Bob. It, it, well, Scar made our number one villain, so uh, I think it makes total sense that he made our number one villain song, right? I know it sounds sordid, but you'll be rewarded when at last I am given my dues. And injustice deliciously swear. We, we talked about again in our villains episode of, of how good Scar is, and it translates so well to this song where it's this very smooth, conniving song, and it, it, it is one of those you can sing this song, and it's, it's fun to sing. And, and I mean, on, on one hand, well, couldn't you argue, well, all Disney songs are fun to sing? And I, I maybe would argue not so much. I mean, while I put, you know, uh, 
Prince Ali very high up. I don't think that that's as much fun of a song to sing. I think that's a fun song to listen to, but not as much of a like, oh, I want to sing that one. This is one every time it comes on, oh, I want to jump in and sing. Yep, and you want to hum it, and you want to, you know, no king, no king, like just it's so good. And there's so many versions of it out there. Nate was playing one for me the other day. It's it's a it's a an acapella group who sings it, and it's I don't know if it's the Pentatonics or whomever, but it's such a good version of that song. This got 16 votes in the poll. Um, I voted for it, of course. Uh, Dave Blake, Amanda, uh, Mandy Romando, Scott Jacobs, Nicole Karam. Lori Mackerel, Nick Nuss, Sam Frumkin, Jason Broomfield, Colleen Brown, your mom, uh, Ashley Mendez, Amber Zayas, Jessica Brown, your wife, Lori Smith, Taylor Anderson, and Aaron Ashford all voted for it, and it won in the polls. So, yeah, clearly this is – now, granted, it was only 16 to 14, so this and Poor Unfortunate Souls, you know, which honestly to me is – it feels right because when I think Disney villain songs, those two are the first two that come to my mind every time. Well, because I think those are the truest villain songs in, in like if you're if you want to talk about what are the ingredients of a core villain song, I think these are just they, they knock it out of the park. Whereas yeah. like Gaston is a song about a villain, but it's more of like a pump up song for Gaston. It's not yeah. like talking about his villainy. It's just like, here's how great this guy is. And Mother Knows Best is, I, I guess, maybe more villainous uh, uh, than it appears, but it is not like her going through her master plan. Whereas these two are just, in my mind, the core of what a villain song should be. Absolutely. Um, as far as honorable mentions go, um, we already hit on three of them. Mad Madam Mim, what you talked about is number 10. Love is an open door I mentioned earlier, and Gaston made its way down there because uh, Shiny bumped it. The only other one I got on the list that's also an honorable mention for me is Pink Elephants on Parade from Winnie the Pooh. Um, it's probably less of a villain's That would be song. Dumbo, not Winnie the Pooh. I'm sorry. Why did I say Winnie the Pooh? Um, uh, you know what? I You know why I get those two confused is because in the Disney parks – they combine Pink Elephants on the Parade with Humphlunts and Woozles. Um, and and uh, they combine the two. And I always get those two. You're correct. It's not Wayne the Pooh. It is uh, Dumbo. Thank you. Uh, but Pink Elephants on the Parade, which is ironic because it's not really a villain song. It's they're drunk and they're hallucinating pink elephants, uh, which I think is hilarious for a Disney movie. There is, of course, the Cruella DeVille song, although she does not sing it. I think we also mentioned Hellfire uh, Frollo in um, uh, in the poll, which got no votes, even though you liked that song. So, uh, see, I, I, I had those two as honorable mentions: Cruella Deville, and we talked about this again on the Disney Villains podcast. The hardest <laughs> I ever laughed on this podcast. Yes. Uh, go back and listen to that moment. Um, we're just not like both you and I are just not high on Cruella Deville. No. Like that's that's we're just not Cruella Deville people, and so I think that that song just doesn't hit as much to me. And and like you said, because she doesn't sing it, it's a great catchy song, but it, it just didn't resonate with me. And then Hellfire, I, I think, is a is a intense song, but it, the song is so like okay. If I'm out in public at the grocery store and I'm slowly whisper, uh, singing under my beth- breath, be prepared, no one's going to really think I'm weird. I mean, maybe they will, but like they're going to be like, okay, be prepared. There's a line <laughs> I mean, they might. No. 
singing Hellfire. Like yeah. that song, like people are going to be like, what in the world are you singing? Like, that's not a song you can like jam out on karaoke night with. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Well, I'm looking at our clock. It is closing time. The bartender's saying wrap it up. Before we go, um, we made mention of this at the beginning of the show. This is our last Disney-ish episode for about three weeks, actually. A little bit over three weeks. Because beginning tomorrow is the Infinity Saga series. We're, we're pumped. I, I am so excited about this. Now, look. Uh, we know that um, Black Widow got pushed back to May. That got announced. And this particular series was going to be the lead up to Black Widow. Uh, in fact, tomorrow when you hear the very first episode, you're going to hear a little buffer at the beginning that talks about that. Because when we started recording this thing uh, back in April uh, with the intention of releasing it every night, things, you know, we weren't sure. I mean, April was kind of the start of the whole COVID pandemic thing. Um, but that said, Man, I don't know about you. I'm missing Marvel. I'm missing that Marvel content. I'm super stoked about WandaVision. And, uh, you know, not having a, a Marvel movie released now for, at this point, uh, 13 months. And by the time the movie actually gets released, we'll be going on uh, almost 21 months without a Marvel movie. So let us fill the void that Marvel is leaving Listen to 23 straight episodes. It's going to be daily. They're going to be short little bite-sized ones for you. You can listen to me and Casey have all the incredible banter that you love. If you are a Marvel fan and no Marvel fans, please talk this up. Um, and we'll be using a lot of hashtag Infinity Saga series on our social media accounts, which we'll get to in just a minute. Um, if you are not a Marvel fan, I still recommend that you listen to it and maybe you maybe you're not like whoa Matt I'm not gonna watch 23 movies that's fine but maybe you you hear us talk about a movie that prompts you to watch it and you actually might really enjoy some of what Marvel has MCU has some really great standalone movies not just ones that are part of a story so um, we're, we're so excited about this and don't worry if you're like man I really don't like Marvel I uh, I'm ready for the Disney episodes to come back we'll be back with more episodes uh, 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 after this all, is all over. Yeah. And again, it, it, Matt said it. If you haven't gotten to the Marvel stuff yet, this is actually a great opportunity for you to do that. Um, I was a huge fan of the podcast. Uh, it ended last year, but it chronicled for three years. It was called The West Wing Weekly, and it chronicled the TV show The West Wing every week, episode by episode by episode for seven full seasons. Now, I was already a West Wing fan. One of our listeners, Eric, uh, is also a West Wing fan, so I know he'll get a kick out of this. But I listened to, I would watch the show, and I would listen to the episode, um, and, and it would dissect the episode. And that's basically what we're doing here, is we're dissecting the episode for you a little bit, or the movie for you a little bit. Um, we do our best. There's not, I don't think there's very many spoilers on upcoming movies. We do reference upcoming movies here and there, um, but we do our best not to spoil anything in those upcoming movies, because again, you're kind of watching alongside of us. So uh, definitely check it out, Infinity Saga series. So as far as social media goes, like Matt said, here's what you need to know. We are on Facebook, Beers and Ears Podcast. Uh, we are on Instagram and uh, Twitter at, at Beers Ears 1928. 
And we are also, uh, you can email us at beersandears1928 at gmail.com. Those three sources or those four sources are perfect for you to snap your picture uh, when you rate and review us, five stars, five stars, to be able to get into that drawing for that Bluetooth speaker, which we're running now through until we at least get 10. So that's that's a start, right? So let's let's get there first. Um, but yeah, uh, definitely check those out. Become a member. And uh, I know it's about halfway through the month, but if you've not already checked out the podcast magazine article that was written about us, we are featured in this month's episode or uh, issue of podcast magazine which came out on october 1st so definitely check that out as well matt anything on your end i think we're good i I, i'm I'm so excited for tomorrow Be, be looking out on your podcast feeds all right everybody let's raise our glasses this episode has been on us we will see you tomorrow have a great night bye everybody